Welcome to Keep the Faith Ministry. Keep the Faith brings you timely messages with in-depth spiritual analysis of current events in light of Bible prophecy so you can prepare for the coming of Jesus. Listen to what the news won't tell you. Here is another important message for our times. This is Pastor Hal Mayer. Dear friends, welcome to Keep the Faith Ministry. We are facing a time in Earth's history when everything is not as it seems. Truth is being decoupled from reality, and false narratives are dominant. We can no longer rely on the things that we have relied on in the past, and we are seeing the rise of the great deceptions that are predicted to come upon the world. Not only that, there are elements in society that are pushing for chaos and anarchy. So as we begin, let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we see our world gradually collapsing in slow motion. We hear the drumbeat of the enemy who is being allowed to cause much of the confusion and perplexity in the world. We also can trace the steady tread of current events in this world that show us that Jesus' coming is very soon. Never before has this been more poignant than now. Please send your Holy Spirit to us today and remind us that we are the children of the Almighty. We long for peace and calmness to be in our souls. But most of all, we want to see the glory of God displayed in our lives. So in the midst of chaos and confusion, please be our rock. Please be our faithful defense. And may the sincere men and women of the world recognize the truth. Guide us today in our study. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Thessalonians 2, 7-10. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let, until he be taken out of the way. Then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. If you do not receive the love of the truth in your life, you will fall into deceptions of every kind. The Bible is clear, and it is true. That wicked will show himself in the world very suddenly, but very surely. But the Lord will consume him in the end. We have much to fear from the enemy and his agents on earth. But with Jesus standing by our side, we can have peace and calmness, even in the midst of trials and difficulties and persecutions. There are some things coming upon the world that are not understood by most. 
Only those with a correct understanding of Bible prophecy will be able to discern the, and rightly interpret them. On December 1, 2023, at 6 p.m., Wasabi, a large web hosting service based in Boston, unilaterally closed the account of Steve Kirsch, a well-known scientific researcher. Wasabi put up a notice that his account was closed because he violated their terms of service. They did not warn him in advance that he was violating their terms of service, like social media companies do. They did not give him any advance notice of the takedown. They did not discuss with him their reasons or attempt to hear his side of the story. Steve wrote to their CEO, but the CEO ignored him. Wasabi gave him no right of appeal, like social media companies do. Wasabi did not consult with him about what to do. Steve Kirsch had not plagiarized anybody else's research. He had not violated anyone's privacy, nor had he violated any of Wasabi's other terms of service. He was just canceled, shut out. Wasabi broke the links to his research, and Wasabi simply nuked his account without notice. Kevin McKernan mirrored Steve Kerr's research on his website, hosted by Mega. Mega, another large web hosting service based in New Zealand, unilaterally closed his whole account. Again, it was without warning and without recourse. Down the drain went his 30 years of research with no chance of recovery. It was apparently not backed up. Steve Kirsch's website and research was backed up, so he was able to migrate to another web hosting service. For now. Who are these men, and what are they doing? Steve Kirsch was a Silicon Valley entrepreneur who had been documenting and reporting on the COVID jabs and their adverse events. He documents his research very well. He is one of those who is on the front lines of getting the truth out, concerning the jabs and exposing the cover-up of adverse events. He is considered the misinformation distributor-in-chief, the world's most dangerous misinformation super-spreader because he has exposed so much of the malfeasance of the pharmaceutical industry and the injuries inflicted by taking their jabs. Kevin McKernan was involved in DNA sequencing technology. He researches the human genome and is the founder and chief science officer of Medical Genomics, a life science company. He is the man who documented the, and published the genomic tainting of the COVID shots. In other words, he is the man who exposed the link to the DNA contamination in the Pfizer shots. And he showed that Pfizer knew all about the contamination and did not remove it, but put the jabs on the market anyway. It happens that the contamination is oncogenic or cancer-causing. Pfizer hates him.
Kevin lost 30 years of research in this one takedown. By now, it may be obvious to you that science has become the epicenter of the controversy between truth and error. Rather than a search for truth, which has been the purpose of science all along, science is now used as a means of preventing the truth from being heard or distorting it so that people will do the things that they are told to do. Science has teamed up with the big tech companies to censor the truth of any comments on social media or other platforms that not, are not part of the official narrative. It reminds us of the physicist and astronomer Galileo, a famous scientist. On April 12, 1633, Chief Inquisitor Father Vincenzo Maculani da Firenzola appointed by Pope Urban VIII, began the Inquisition of Galileo was ordered to turn himself into the Holy Office to begin trial for holding the belief that the earth revolves around the sun, which was deemed heretical by the Catholic Church. Standard practice demanded that the accused be imprisoned and secluded during the trial. Galileo agreed not to teach the heresy anymore and spent the rest of his life under house arrest. It took more than 300 years for the church to admit that Galileo was right and to clear his name of heresy. I wonder how long it will take to clear Steve and Kevin of scientific heresy today. I suspect that time isn't going to last that long. Steve and Kevin have spoken against their scientific holy order. It reminds me of a traumatic dream God's messenger had and related in Testimonies for the Church, Volume 1, page 577. That night I dreamed I was in Battle Creek, looking out from the side glass at the door, and saw a company marching up to the house, two and two. They looked stern and determined. I knew them well and turned to open the parlor door to receive them, but thought I would look again. The scene was changed. The appearance now presented was like a Catholic procession. One of the company bore in his hand a cross. Another had a reed, and as they neared the house, the one carrying the reed made a circle around the house, saying three times, This house is proscribed. The goods must be confiscated. They had spoken against our holy order. Terror seized me. I ran through the house and out the north door and found myself in the midst of a company, some of whom I knew, but I dared not speak a word with them for fear of being betrayed. I tried to seek a retired spot where I might weep and pray without meeting eager, inquisitive eyes everywhere I turned. I repeated frequently, if I could only understand this, if they will tell me what I have said or what I have done. I wept and prayed much as I saw our goods being confiscated. I tried to read sympathy or pity for me in the looks of those around me and marked several countenances of those whom I thought would speak with me and comfort me.
if they did not fear that they would be observed by others. I made one attempt to escape from the crowd, but saw that I was watched, and I concealed my intentions. I commenced weeping aloud, saying, If they would only tell me what I have done, or what I have said. This is a description of what this world is becoming at this time. It couldn't be more frightful. But this is what the experience of God's people will be in the last days. They will have no place to hide. No one will tell them why they are being proscribed. They will just confiscate anything that would support you. All your familiar associations will be taken from you. It will not be pleasant, and many people will adopt the official narrative in order to be with their friends or continue to hold their assets. In Noah's day, the scientists said that there's no way that rain can fall. It's just scientifically impossible. In Lot's day, they laughed at the idea that the city of Sodom would be destroyed by fire, because it was scientifically impossible. But science is under the control of the Almighty. He can make science very unscientific, if you will. Listen to this statement from Fundamentals of Education, page 186. The work of God in the earth is of immeasurable importance, and it is Satan's special object to crowd it out of the sight and mind, that he may make his specious devices effectual in the destruction of those for whom Christ died. It is his purpose to cause the discoveries of men to be exalted above the wisdom of God. When the mind is engrossed with the conceptions and theories of men to the exclusion of the wisdom of God, it is stamped with idolatry. Science falsely so-called has been exalted above God, nature above its maker. And how can God look upon such wisdom? Do you think Satan is causing science to deceive people today? Of course he is. He is using science to decouple reality from truth. And trusting people's minds get confused. To control people, you have to deceive them. And the enemy is all about control and deception. So Satan has to lie, because Jesus is the only truth. And being his enemy, he has to take a different tact. So lying is his modus operandi. And he is lying to the human race as well as to individuals. Satan's agenda is all lies. If there's any truth mixed in, it is there to make the lies more plausible. That's the way it was in the Garden of Eden, and that's the way it is today. People hold science in high respect. Some worship science, making it their god. They will take the word of the scientists, or so-called expert, over the word of God. That's why it is a species of idolatry. The medical-pharmaceutical-industrial complex 
has a lock hold on science, and people do what their doctors tell them because they are the scientific gods. And if a scientific medical institution, think about NIH, the CDC, the WHO, dictates that a shot will solve their problems and protect the rest of the community, most people will believe them and follow instructions. And when compounded by fear, they will both slavishly follow the dictates of the CDC and other authorities. We respected our scientific institutions well enough. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or the CDC, the National Institutes of Health, NIH, the Food and Drug Administration, FDA, the National Health Service, NHS, in Britain, the World Health Organization, or the WHO, they are scientists who dealing with matters of life and death, supposedly above politics and corruption. The pandemic lifted the scales off our eyes. They are not the bastions of stolid, imperial, and unpolitical centers of gravity that we thought they were. Instead, they are just the opposite, highly political, beholden to special interests, prone to self-justification and deceit, just as motivated by money as everyone else. And because they deal in matters of life and death, their politics and corruption mean they have blood on their hands. But then people have to deal with the consequences afterwards, whether side effects or adverse events or unintended consequences, and they have no recourse. In John 8.44, Jesus made it very clear that Satan only tells lies. Jesus was talking to the church leaders of his day. He was talking of the church that had been designated as a, the depository of his truth and his law. Let's read it. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. But science is not the only avenue by which Satan is working. You could say we are living in an age of lies, and for that matter, exposure. Staggering amounts of high-level corruption are being exposed worldwide. What has been surprising has been the amount or level of corruption that has been revealed in America. It has been revealed that in lawmakers, judges, doctors, executives, teachers, administrators, and leaders in so many other aspects of our lives. Many of these are found in nations that are supposed to be the protectors of freedom and hope. Presidents, prime ministers, premiers, and other leaders, some even labeled conservatives, have been unmasked as weak, deceitful, corrupt, and shockingly dictatorial. The wretchedness and filth of our politics, our medicine, our business, our culture, 
Our society that was hitherto hidden is on display for all to see. Listen to this verse from Isaiah 1, 5, and 6. The whole head is sick, the whole heart is faint. From the sole of the foot even to the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. While Isaiah was talking about the church, his words can also apply to the world around us. It is sick, and with no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. We recoil in horror at the corruption, and people are desperate to see godly examples of honesty and faithfulness. We used to be able to mostly ignore how politicians lie, how they sell their votes, how pharmaceutical companies pay off their regulators, how regulators hold pharmaceutical company stock, how journalists can be and are often biased, how big business fiends social awareness to prioritize profit. These things are now out in the open and very obvious. We viewed corporate America as a symbol of the strength of our free market system. Now we see so many of them supporting the f- and funding criminal organizations like Black Lives Matter that are trying to sow chaos and anarchy. We see them supplying our personal information to the government for spying purposes. We see them abetting radicals in Washington and bowing down to communists in China. We also see them and their investors profiting off of war. We used to view the news media as independent advocates and watchdogs, pillars of informed, responsible government. Now we see leading outlets like the New York Times caught having published scripts written by the White House and propaganda written by China. They have paid repressive foreign governments for access and accepted bribes for favorable coverage. CNN has been shaken by sex scandals, even pedophilia, among top employees. Newsrooms everywhere have stopped giving objective reporting in favor of blatant propaganda and censorship of truth that they think is heretical. Crimes and corruption by one group are excused and ignored, while crimes or corruption by another are manufactured and hyped. We viewed our intelligence services as competent and necessary, operating in the national interest. We now see that they have morphed into an unelected deep state, highly politicized, lacking oversight, heedless of law, dangerously powerful, weaponized and treacherous. We viewed our judicial system, meant to be the world's best, as a bulwark of liberty, a model of impartial justice. But we have seen prosecutors set low bail or no bail for violent criminals. We have seen the guilty released and go on to commit murder. 
we have seen arsonists and rioters ignored. We have also seen people of different ideological persuasions who were simply defending themselves imprisoned without bail and without trial, like a, in a Soviet gulag. Listen to this statement from Signs of the Times, November 27, 1884. God saw that the wickedness of man was great and that the earth was filled with violence. Lawlessness was rife. God had given men his commandments as a rule of life, but the fear of God had well nigh died out of their hearts. His law was transgressed, and almost every conceivable sin was the result. The wickedness of man was open and daring, and the cries of the oppressed reached unto heaven. Justice was trampled in the dust. The strong not only disregarded the rights of the weak, but forced them to commit deeds of violence and crime. Does that sound like a description of today's society? That was in Noah's day, but it certainly applies today in a specific way, for the Bible says in Luke seventeen twenty six, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. In Genesis 6, 5, it says that God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And Genesis 6, 11 gives us, a, gives us further light on the subject in just a few words. The earth also was corrupted before God and the earth was filled with violence. Again, this is exactly the situation today. Do you see it? I do. And I want everyone else to see it too. We viewed our schools and universities and their beautiful campuses as cathedrals of learning and improving humankind through knowledge. We have learned that inside, our next generation is being programmed in race hatred, gender mutilation, communism, and worse, from kindergarten to post-doctorate levels, out of these wedded sepulchers will emerge a six societies' next leaders. These schools routinely censor free expression when it is politically conservative, pro-Bible, or insufficiently enthusiastic about homosexuality or transgenderism. They silence speech that does not embrace radical left views on race. But when students openly call for the genocide of Jews, as they did recently, school officials are suddenly committed to free expression. They are very hypocritical. The moral and spiritual poisoning of higher education is now open and seen in society. Marxist diversity, equality, and inclusion practices, which views Americans and Britons as colonial ex oppressors, is an excuse to tear down the political systems of the Western world. These schools are not merely morally perverse, they are intellectually and academically bankrupt. 
Having banished absolute truth and God from their reasoning, these academics and intellectuals have become untethered from reality. The Bible describes this situation in very stark terms in 1 Corinthians 1, 18-21. Let's read it. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Seventh-day Adventists have patronized these institutions, and now Adventists largely embrace these liberal leftist ideas. It has largely come into Adventist universities as well, and now it is poisoning the future leaders of the church. We want to believe that all these problems stem from a crooked few, but the exposure of corruption filling entire institutions undermines that notion. Yet, for as much power as the elites have, they have not been able to keep the lid on it, to keep it hidden. Why not? Why has the truth continued to come out? God wants it all uncovered. Listen to this in Ecclesiastes 12.14 For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. And we see the same idea given further detail in the New Testament. Jesus said in Luke 12.2 and 3 For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever ye have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light, and that which ye have spoken in the ear in closets shall be proclaimed from the housetops. This is not so you can vote differently, or donate more to certain political causes, or try to turn the tide of the corruption. You can't do much. The reason God is revealing the truth today is so that you can face reality. Human beings cannot solve this. Our societal corruption is terminal. The nations are going to collapse eventually, and they are probably collapsing into war, World War III. God is exposing the truth, despite colossal efforts to conceal it, to help us see that he is coming soon and wants us to prepare. The end is near. And the good news is that Jesus is coming to destroy all of these corrupt organizations and individuals and establish his eternal kingdom with no corruption, no lies, and no evil. God has an additional purpose for his church, and that is so that every member will make a choice whether to rely on the church institution for guidance and even for salvation, but even God's church will fail them. God is exposing the lies and deceptions in the church 
so that his people will turn to him for grace and truth. The church has already been co-opted with the medico-pharmaceutical industry, and it has already been oppressive to those who have convictions. God wants you to become self-reliant and depend on God and God alone. Many have been disappointed by the way the church has acted during the pandemic. They expected much more from the church, but it was by God's design so that his true people could see that the church that once stood nobly for religious liberty has now become an enemy to religious liberty and cannot be trusted. Daniel and his three friends determined in their hearts to put nothing in their bodies that would defile them. You can read about it in Daniel chapter 1. This was a crisis for Daniel. He was under a dictator's control. He could have lost his life, but he exercised his religious liberty to not consume anything that defiled him. Daniel was diplomatic, but he was convicted, and his approach was successful. By the way, if anyone tells you that the jab is not a religious liberty issue, they are lying. They know not the truth, for it is not in them. So at the end of time, there will be nothing but lies coming from Satan, and it is obvious and out in the open. The connection to religion is obvious, too. Churches lie, just like governments and three-letter agencies and businesses lie. Jesus said in John 8.45, after he said the devil was a liar from the beginning, and because I tell you the truth, ye believe not. Those who believe lies won't believe truth. They simply can't and won't because they love lies. Lies are more palatable to their minds than the truth. The reality is that stark. And I dare say there is a large number of people that are part of the remnant church that are more comfortable with lies than with truth. Listen to what the Bible says about those who believe lies. It's found in Revelation 22, verses 14 and 15. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs, and sorcerers, and whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Reliable truth is found only in the word of God. The truth will only come from the word of God. It's the only reliable source of information. If you want to know what you should do about the jab, for example, turn to the Bible. Don't go to the scientific authorities. They will lie to you. This is more than a human thing. It's Satan speaking. If you want to know what to believe about the LGBTQ movement, don't go to the scientists or the surgeons or the social workers or others. Go to the Bible. It is the only source of truth that you can rely on. Others may give you the honest situation, but you can't rely on them for your own understanding. 
there is so much cover-up of the mutilation and injuries that you are not getting the whole picture from the world. If you want to know whether wokeism it will be good for society, look at the facts. Then go to your Bible and get the truth. Satan is coming after the whole human race to destroy it. And anybody who stands in his way becomes his inveterate enemy. Ultimately, he is trying to destroy you. And you can't trust him or anyone he controls. The pandemic was actually a gift from God. It showed us what organizations and institutions will do in the time of trouble. It showed us how they will act toward the Sabbath and Sabbath keepers. It was a different issue, of course, but the same principles were involved. You cannot trust any institution at the end of time, whether a scientific institution, an educational institution, a government authority, or a church. Maybe a church that you thought would never lie to you. Institutionalism is only a vestige of what it once was. Institutionalism, including churches, is dead. Only defensiveness and the damage control and cover-ups remain. These organizations will not tell you the truth. They will give you nice-sounding platitudes. They will give you half-truths, but they will also give you bold-faced lies mixed with enough truth to make it sound reasonable. Why would a church lie to you? Why did the Jewish churchmen lie to Jesus? It's just because they have vested interest, and they must maintain their viability at all costs. In modern times, they take lots of money from the government for their colleges, universities, and hospitals. Almost all churches with these entities do this. And because of the money, they partner with the cabal to keep everyone in line. They are dependent on that money. If they forego the money, these institutions will collapse and take even the mother organization as well. It was very short-sighted of the educational decision-makers to take government money to sustain accreditation and build bigger. It has caused them to dramatically compromise their faith and their integrity. And now they are slaves to whatever the government dictates to them, and whether it's ESG or wokeism or transgenderism or gender identity. And they are pressured to have things in the curriculum that are an abomination to God. And if they don't comply and conform to the world, they will lose their sizable subsidies or their accreditation or both. Now they are pressured to compromise principles and the message that God has given to his people, all because of money. The same is true for medical institutions, including those owned by churches. They are pressured, or more accurately, bribed to support whatever government mandates are imposed. Consequently, they deny religious freedom to their employees to keep everyone silent for fear of losing their job. 
Notice the word fear. Fear played a big part in the pandemic that we just went through. And fear will be a feature of any nationwide or worldwide pandemic or other emergency in the future. Do you think the deceptions will eventually incorporate religious issues? They already do, of course. Remember, the connection between science and religion is very strong. But do you think that the deceptions that will come upon the earth concerning religion will impact you? Let's read Revelation 13, 11-17. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. So this beast, which represents America, takes on coercive power. Have we seen the United States using coercive power lately? Certainly. The United States is beginning to exercise coercive power, which will build to where it can coerce anyone and everyone to worship the beast. He would do this through a mixture of deception and authority. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by the sword and did live. So there you have it. He deceives men upon the earth by the miracles that he does. He will be given power to do great miracles. I don't know what they are, but they are—they will be significant. Let's read the rest of these verses. And he had power to give life to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image to the beast should be killed. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. If you are faithful to God, and keep his Sabbath, and all of his Ten Commandments, all of these institutions, the government, or every tin-pot dictator in government, bureaucracies, and every three-letter agency will be weaponized against you. They will cancel you, they will nuke your web account and every other account, including your bank accounts and credit cards, if they find out that you believe the truth. Debanking is already in play. Debanking will be coupled with the deceptions. It will make it very difficult for those who are faithful to God to survive. You will have no right of appeal, and they won't consult with you on their decision. But God will have their backs. They will depend on Him to survive. It's the Inquisition all over again. Eventually, it will include torture in secret prisons. Back to Stephen Kevin. 
What if their new web hosts turn on them and they again nuke their accounts like those that did it before? Well, you say, they can move to another web host. But what if that web host turns on them? And another, and another. Maybe they will get on a super list and might be banned from any and all web hosts. Do you think that's possible? After a while, there will be no place to go to host their scientific data. In fact, advertisers are even being pressured not to advertise on conservative websites, YouTubes, X, or other social media platforms. And if advertisers won't join with a conservative company that does social media, it cuts off the stream of funds. I have been predicting for a long time, in fact, many years, that you can't use the web when the real crisis comes. It just won't be available to present truth. They are trying to silence any voice that does not comply with the official narrative on any given subject. And when your turn comes, there will be no place on the web that you can present the truth against the lies. There will be no place where you can do banking. There will be no chance for you to proclaim the truth on a large scale. You will only be able to talk to your neighbors and friends. While many of them will not hear you, some will. Get acquainted with your neighbors and those who are not of your faith now, so that when that time comes, you will already have credibility with these people. Use your knowledge of these facts that God is showing you, and however unpleasant, convince your neighbors and friends of the nearness of Jesus' return and their need to get ready for the crisis of persecution. Acknowledge the fact that human nature itself, your human nature, must change. Recognize how much you and our whole world need to need God's help and pray earnestly thy kingdom come that is this world's only hope there is one feature that especially identifies and characterizes the people of God it's found in revelation 14:5 and in their mouth was found no guile for they are without fault before the throne of God The people of God at the end of time, especially the 144,000, will have no lies in their mouth. They will hate lies. The pandemic was a global issue. When another pandemic comes or another global issue, like a Sunday law, you will be faced again with another crisis. Censorship will be full on. You can't wait until then to decide what you're going to do. So decide now to be faithful to God in spite of whatever the consequences are. You are individually responsible, and you can't use the excuse that it was mandated by the government or supported by the church or anything else, for that matter. You have to be individually responsible for your own actions and your own decisions. Resolve now to be free of lies. Resolve now to be only connected to the truth and the God of truth.
Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, this world is not our home. We can hardly comprehend the corruption and lies that are purported by institutions that we have trusted for years and years. Please help us not to depend on any institution or individual for salvation. Please help us to be emancipated from the thraldom to the arm of flesh. And please save us in thy kingdom, we pray. And Lord, may thy kingdom come soon. In Jesus' name, amen.
We hope you've been greatly blessed by this month's message. Your prayers and gifts mean much to us. Thank you for your support. The song you've just heard is called Abide With Me, played by Henry Higgins. It is recorded on a CD with other beautiful hymns called Day by Day. If you would like a copy of the CD, just send $16 postpaid, and we will gladly send you one. International listeners should send $20 USD. Be sure and mention the Day by Day CD. The following is our Prophetic Intelligence Briefing, a feature that brings you current events in the light of prophecy, especially for those who love the appearing of Jesus Christ. We can see the signs of the times telling us that we are nearing the world's great crisis and the coming of the Lord. May the Lord find us faithful. Our first item this month, Young Brits open to banning the Bible unless the offended parts can be edited out. Close to a quarter of young British people said recently they would be open to banning the Bible if they believed its pages contained hate speech. Whitestone Insights, a polling group, surveyed 2,088 adults in the United Kingdom, asking them if they agreed with the following statement. Unless the offended parts can be edited out, books containing what some perceive as hate speech should be banned from general sale, including necessary religious texts such as the Bible. 23% of respondents between the ages of 18 and 34 were most likely to agree with the statement, followed by 17% of those ages 35 to 54 and 13% of those over the age of 55, according to Christian Today. The survey results come after Dr. Pai V. Rasanin, a Finnish politician, emerged victorious from a years-long legal battle after she shared on Twitter, now X, her Bible-based views on sexuality and God's design for marriage to be a lifetime union between one man and one woman. Rasanin told CBN Digital she is grateful and relieved after having been acquitted of the hate speech charges against her. The Finnish lawmaker had been criminally charged for tweeting a Bible verse. Lois McClatchy of the Alliance Defending Freedom, UK, voiced her concerns over the new survey and pointed to Rasanen as a cautionary tale. Quote, We may no longer be a majority Christian population here in Britain, said McClatchy. That's even more reason to protect freedom of speech and belief for all. In addition to Rasanen's case, there have been instances of unabashed censorship in the UK, including a woman who has been arrested twice for praying silently outside an abortion clinic. Quote, Censoring one type of belief because it fails to fit with the dominant orthodoxy of our day is no better than imposing the illiberal blasphemy laws of the Middle Ages, McClatchy said. We need a robust defense of religious freedom from those who craft our legislation and we need to educate the be kind generation on the truly hateful consequences of censorship before this type of thinking creeps further into reality. Quote, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Matthew twenty four twelve. Next, Satanic Temple's bizarre inclusion at Wisconsin Christmas Tree Festival sparks outrage. No neutral ground. Welcome to Keep the Faith Ministry News. 
A Wisconsin museum is facing backlash after its annual Christmas tree festival included some controversial entries this year. Of the 66 trees on display at the National Railroad Museum in Ashwaubenon, Wisconsin, the ones that seem to draw the most attention belong to the Satanic Temple of Wisconsin and the Bay Area Council on Gender Diversity. The trees which will be on display until December 31 included decorations fitting for their causes and not the typical ornaments depicting images related to Jesus, angels, or Christmas holidays. The tree belonging to the Satanic Temple was adorned with red lighting and beads, pentagrams, and various ornaments, with one reading, Hail Santa, in apparently playoff the phrase, Hail Satan. The gender diversity tree included pink and blue colored trans flags and ornaments with sayings such as protect trans kids. According to local NBC affiliate WGBA, museum CEO Jacqueline Frank admitted a number of local residents attending the festival had expressed concern over the presence of the trees, but also said some had praised their inclusivity. Others took to social media to air their grievances. Quote, Outrageous! National Railroad Museum features a satanic worship tree. Matt Batzell, executive director of conservative grassroots organization American Majority, wrote in a post on X, including photos of the satanic display. Some users questioned why the trees would be displayed at a family-friendly event, while another wrote, why is Wisconsin looking like California? We used to be wholesome and safe. Fox News Digital also spoke with one local Christian pastor named Luke Farwell in the pre-Wisconsin, who said he questioned the National Railroad Museum over the decision to include the trees at a Christmas event with children, when it again touted the inclusivity and teaching opportunity of the trees. Quote, it seemed a little bizarre to me that someone, based on that, would think it was appropriate to have a satanic temple Christmas tree, or tree, I should say. I won't dignify it by calling it a Christmas tree, Farwell said, before expressing disappointment at the pushback Christians have received when it comes to the First Amendment, while groups like these are allowed to participate in such a way at a Christmas event. He argued that Christians believing strongly in free speech, including for satanic temple, but questioned the judgment of mixing Christian themes with satanic ones. Quote, what I think Christians need to do more is exercise their ability to allow these venues to have the freedom, such as the National Railroad Museum, to host different ideologies and different groups that have different viewpoints, but recognize that Christians find these things to be offensive or definitely targeting them in terms of belittling their faith or how they celebrate the holidays, Farwell said. He closed by referencing a quote from the late Christian author C.S. Lewis, who said, quote, There is no neutral ground in the universe. Every square inch, every split second is claimed by God and counterclaimed by Satan. Quote, it is fondly supposed that heathen superstitions have disappeared before the civilization of the 20th century. But the word of God and the stern testimony of facts declare that sorcery is practiced in this age as verily as in the days of old-time magicians. The ancient system of magic is in reality the same as what is known as modern spiritualism.
Acts of the Apostles, page 289. Next, Philippines. Shopping center ceilings collapse as island nation hit by powerful undersea earthquake. At least one person is believed to have died after a powerful undersea earthquake with a 6.7 magnitude struck the Philippines. The tremor, which lasted several seconds, occurred around 16 miles, 26 kilometers off Barrias at the southern tip of the archipelago, the U.S. Geological Survey said. The Office of Civil Defense said it was investigating a report that one person has died. Scientists said no tsunami was expected, but residents were advised to be on alert for aftershocks and damage. The quake caused ceilings to collapse at a school and in two shopping centers as pillars swayed and terrified shoppers screamed and cowered in fear. Videos on social media showed ceilings falling at the SM City General Santos Mall and the Robinson Jensen Mall, which both announced temporary closures. Radio announcer Lenny Aranego of General Santos City in South Cotabato said the strong earthquake cracked walls and toppled some computers from desks. Meanwhile, passengers at an airport in the city were evacuated to the tarmac. Footage on social media appeared to show some buildings being evacuated, as well as cracks forming on some roads. The presidential palace said President Fernandez Marcos Jr. had instructed government agencies to ensure the safety and well-being of everyone affected by the earthquake. The president tweeted that officials are actively responding to ensure the safety of our citizens. The Philippine Institute of Volcanology and Seismology said it happened at a depth of 6 miles, 10 kilometers. The Philippines lies on the Ring of Fire, a belt of volcanoes circling the Pacific Ocean that is prone to earthquakes. Quote, Being tested by the plummet in the hand of him who makes no mistake, today the signs of the times declare that we are standing on the threshold of great and solemn events. Everything in our world is in agitation. Before our eyes is fulfilling the Savior's prophecy of the events to precede His coming. Ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. Evangelism, page 703. Next, alarm as cow-killing ticks spread to 19 states. An invasive species of tick is creeping its way across the eastern U.S., killing livestock in its wake as it travels west. These Asian longhorn ticks, which were only found in the U.S. for the first time in 2017, have now been discovered on pets, livestock, wildlife, and people across 19 U.S. states, scientists have said. The invasive ticks were even found to be responsible for the deaths of three cows in Ohio, having bitten them thousands of times to the point that the cows died of blood loss, a recent paper in the Journal of Medical Entomology revealed. As of April 13, 2023, longhorn ticks have been found in Arkansas, Connecticut, Delaware, Georgia, Indiana, Kentucky, Maryland, Massachusetts, Missouri, New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, 
South Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, and West Virginia. Quote, Asian longhorn tick was discovered in New Jersey in the fall of 2017 on a sheep farm in New Jersey, which put researchers on alert and had us rechecking our collections as they look very similar to our native rabbit ticks. I had actually collected one in New York earlier in 2017, which was misidentified. One was discovered in a West Virginia collection dating back to 2010. Joellen Lampin, an integrated pest management extension support specialist at Cornell University, told Newsweek, quote, by the end of 2018, they were known to be in 10 states, including North Carolina. They are now known to be in 19 states. These ticks are native to East Asia, including China, Japan, Eastern Russia, and Korea. Scientists aren't yet sure how the tick entered the U.S., but estimate that it likely arrived in or before 2010, according to the USDA. Thousands of these ticks may be found living in grasslands or in, on animals, with researchers still trying to figure out if they prefer wooded or open areas. The Journal of Medical Entomology paper investigated the 2021 Ohio cow deaths, which marked the first recorded occurrence of the tick in Ohio. The researchers from Ohio State University investigated the pasture finding 9,287 ticks in only 90 minutes and tested 100 of the adult female ticks for diseases. Quote, eight field collected ticks were positive for anaplasma phagocytophilium. No other infectious agents were detected. The authors wrote in the paper, concluding that the cattle had not died from a tick-borne disease, but rather blood loss. Anaplasma phagocytophilum can cause the disease anaplasmosis in humans and lead to symptoms including fever, headache, chills, and muscle aches. Anaplasmosis has a fatality rate of under 1%, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC. It is still unclear if Asian longhorn ticks can spread disease to humans and they appear to be less attracted to human skin compared to other tick species in the U.S. Quote, Fortunately, they do not seem to care for the taste of people, although there are reports of human bites. They are very fond of livestock, and in both North Carolina and Ohio, their sheer numbers feeding have bled cows to death, Lampin said. They are also known to carry and transmit Filaria orientalis, a cattle disease. They have been shown in lab studies to be able to vector Rocky Mountain spotted fever, Heartland virus, and Paulusen virus. No tested collected ticks have been carrying these diseases. To protect yourself from any potential tick bites, the CDC recommends using EPA-approved insect repellents and 0.5% permethrin-treated clothing. Quote, permethrin is a highly effective acaricide that can provide additional protection. Peter Krauss, a senior research scientist in epidemiology at Yale School of Public Health and Yale School of Medicine, previously told Newsweek, permethrin repellent can be applied to or impregnated in 
clothing, and shoes. Quote, the time is at hand. Today the signs of the times declare that we are standing on the threshold of great and solemn events. Everything in our world is in agitation. Before our eyes is fulfilling the Savior's prophecy of the events to precede His coming, ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. Education, page 179. Next, beef prices hit record high as southwestern U.S. recovers from worst dry spell in 1,200 years. Beef prices have spiked to a record high recently as a mega drought that slammed the U.S. a few years ago shrank cattle supplies. Retail prices hit $8 a pound, topping the previous record of $7.90 during the pandemic, according to a Financial Times analyst of data from the Agriculture Department. That's after the southwestern U.S. saw the lowest rainfall it has seen in 1,200 years during the 2020-2021 season, according to a study published last year. While the historic dry spell has since eased somewhat, inventories of hay are still low and feed costs remain too high for some cattle farmers to afford. The result? A whittled-down national herd size that fell to a 61-year low. Intensifying the high feed cost has been the Russia-Ukraine war that's pushed up prices of soy, corn, and wheat, all of which ultimately means farmers can support fewer cattle and that scarcity spells higher beef prices. Unlike hens and pigs who give birth to multiple eggs and piglets a year, heifers give birth to one calf every 12 months. The impact of the drought, the higher feed cost, and a shrunken cattle supply is expected to have longer-term effects in the market. A rancher in Louisiana told the FT that it's better to offload cattle than to feed them. Quote, this drought is an environmental event having a significant impact on the national herd, she said. You're seeing cattle all being sold off heavily, and my immediate concern is what does our region and the country's cattle industry look like six months from now? And 12 months from now, what does our markets look like? Quote, we are amid the perils of the last days and trying times are before us. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken, that those things that cannot be shaken may remain. Drought, famine, pestilence, earthquakes, casualties by sea and land will multiply. Life will be unsafe anywhere, only as the life is hid with Christ in God. Now, while the angels are holding the four winds, is our opportunity to seek the Lord most earnestly. Manuscript Releases, Volume 20, page 285. Next, Kentucky mom charged with murdering her kids, officials. A Kentucky woman has been charged and booked into jail for allegedly fatally shooting her two young children inside her home in Shepherdsville Wednesday morning, according to authorities. In a statement, the Bullitt County Sheriff's Office says, just after 11 a.m., deputies responded to a home for reports of a shooting. Upon arrival, police say they located two children ages 6 and 9 with gunshot wounds. 
The children were transported to a local hospital in critical condition, but officials say they succumbed to their injuries. According to officials, 32-year-old Tiffany Lucas, the mother of the two children, was arrested and charged with two counts of murder. No further details about the shooting have been released. Quote, the investigation is in its early stages, and once more information becomes available, it may be released. At this time, it appears all parties in relation to this incident have been accounted for and there is no threat to the community, Bullitt County Sheriff Walt Scholler posted in a press release. Quote, the press publishes the revolting details of vice, thus initiating others into the practice of fraud, robbery, and murder, and Satan exults in the success of his hellish schemes. The infatuation of vice, the wanton taking of life, the terrible increase of intemperance and iniquity of every order and degree should arouse all who fear God to inquire what can be done to stay the tide of evil. Great Controversy, page 585. Unfortunately, our time is up. Remember, there are more prophetic intelligence briefings on our website at ktfnews.com. It's been a great pleasure to spend this time with you. I hope you have been encouraged to live for Jesus, for we are near the end. Remember that God has a plan for your life and that right now you can make a new start with Jesus. Thank you for your prayers and support. And until next time, may God bless and keep you and your family in His loving and protecting care. Keep the faith.